Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland through movies and other nonsense. I am your host, Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with my heterosexual life partner, Robert Cross. Um, I don't know if we're <laughs> life partners now, Steve. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Bit of Jane Silent Bob there, I had to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm the silent Bob. <laughs> well, hopefully neither of us are silent. We're, we're trying out a, a slightly different setup today. We we did. Uh, we'd like to thank our, our uh, friend Sean for giving us some uh, equipment. That benevolent he, patron that he is. Yeah, we we're we're working on getting it working. So hopefully the next podcast might sound. Um, the audio quality, better, audio yeah, quality yeah. might be a lot higher. We're having a few issues with it today. We we think we, we it's always that thing we have to find that one awkward wire. Yeah. That we and yeah, but you know it'll be fine. We are using a slightly modified setup today, and hopefully it sounds a bit different. Yeah, we can hope. So to start off, we'll do uniquely Irish, which mm-hmm. this week will be Irish wildlife. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly a lot of animals in Ireland too. Yeah. See, the thing is that uh, I've done a bit of traveling in my day, mm-hmm. and uh, when I met people from other countries, one thing that really surprised them is kind of how small our wildlife is compared to a lot of places. Like, you yeah. know, I've met Americans, and I've been like, oh yeah, we don't have like mountain lions or <laughs> you know these bears and everything else that they have, and it, it, they just kind of seem surprised that we have such a, a, a passive. Uh, yeah. amount of animals we don't really have any big dangerous ones we don't have any wolves or anything like that well they're trying to want to reintroduce them the the minister for transport and environment too is looking to reintroduce the wolf hound has been a green party policy for drive the buses is it? uh yeah that's right <laughs> it, it, it's in it's transport I, I, and wildlife brilliant you know i know their conference on the other week and I, I i wasn't listening to much of it too i mean it was the gist of that or oh yeah, yeah of course you know it is but yeah i mean like you know i like the the biggest kind of dangerous animal we have is probably the badger yeah they're lethal they'll kill you oh yeah of course i mean they're they're crazy you don't see them too much except uh unfortunately splattered all over the motorway yeah that happens unfortunately yeah but that would be the, the largest uh predatory animal or at least one that's likely to attack you yeah i mean, I mean barring and a bull or something like that well yeah i, I, mean, I, I don't the, yeah. the pastoral animals are <laughs> a little bit different oh no like a bull will go at a dog Oh, yeah, I would have a dog yeah. as well. Um, but uh, beyond that, then we have the the likes of deer. We have a lot of red deer. I think is we do. Yeah, there, there's a couple of them. Like they're they're protected um, in a lot of places. So they're they're up around the Wicklow Glens, uh, yeah. Phoenix Park as well. Like we have deer in a park in the middle of our capital city. Yeah, of course. Why not? Uh, I think it's like the case where like the Queen like owns all the swans in the UK. Is I think like a president. Be always said, the president owns all the deer in Ireland. All right, so Michael D's the only one who's allowed to kill and eat the deer, is it? I don't know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> Except the swans. I, I one of my friends in secondary school, like he, when we were doing our, we had to do like a, a placement for like uh, about a couple of weeks right. when we were doing transition year, like fourth year or fourth year in like high school or secondary school. I don't know. There isn't really a equivalent to transition year in other countries, as far as Not I'm aware. Particularly, it's kind of a year where you you don't really focus on exams. You kind of just do 
community work and do some workplace and get an idea. But anyway, so we had to go off and do a couple of weeks um, placement anywhere. So I, I went working in a music shop, which was great crack. But one of my mates, he was... Um, he went off to Wicklow because his uncle was in the Park Rangers oh, nice. up there. So he, uh, I remember he said it was like something, um, I said, oh, what What did you do? Because I was thinking oh, that could be anything. Oh, it was up in the Wicklow Glens and he said it was lovely and they had to um, uh, make sure like all the birds and everything were right. But he was in charge of uh, some of the deer up there. So they had to make, make sure there's any like deers that were distressed. They call a vet and help them out yeah, and they stop people. But I remember he said, yeah, apparently I got there just before they had to do a cult. Like he, his, oh, his uncle was like, like hiding in some bushes with a sniper rifle. And I was like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do hunting here at all. Well, not to not to really the same extent. There there are like hunts that still go on. Um, I know one of my friends, used, another one of my friends used to live in the countryside, um, had an issue with, there was like a, a North Tipperary hunt. I think they were like the guys that were in the red jackets on the horseback hunting box foxes and all oh, right yeah, yeah those idiots yeah because like, apparently they were like blocking the tiny road the only way they could get from their house to the to the village and yeah. then going on farmer's land without permission that was causing a big hoo-ha but of course anyway, it is. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean uh in terms of birds i mean we have falcons and stuff like that but once again not a lot of big things they've reintroduced eagles into a couple parts of the country um mostly down in Kerry and one of the islands off the coast i think they're up to about they've successfully like bred in captive in wilderness now yeah yeah they had a couple of eggs they're keeping an eye on them there's a couple of other things they're trying to reintroduce some species that died out at the moment, so I would mention like there about the, the the wolves. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, probably not. Probably, I mean, probably we're, not. We're probably better off without wolves. I, I think the we're probably. I think we're probably not going to get the return of the wolf, the giant Irish deer. Yeah, the, um, the, the largest. Uh, the saber tooth tigers, you know, the, all those kind of. Oh things. yeah, yeah, loads of those in here. Uh, yeah, I mean, speaking of the the old extinct Irish deer. What's it? The the largest antler span to span is like two meters or something. Yeah, huge. Ice. There's there's some pub I can't remember where, but like they have one of the giant deer things up on top of the map, and it's huge. Like it's the span of like two walls. Yeah, yeah, massive. There, I, I wouldn't want to walk up to one. <laughs> well, they're they're all dead. I know, of course. So. <laughs> I mean, if they were still around, I'd be uh, avoiding it. Yeah. Uh, what else we we also have in terms of extinct we ha- had the uh, the bears down Alloway Caves that's right yeah one of the the strange ones just this one tiny area that uh, they found bear skeletons in the caves and yeah. uh, it's become the, a huge tourist attraction like the place is massive now with restaurant and everything else there it's a very dark case from Father Ted if you've yeah, seen yeah, that yeah, episode yeah. It's it's most. yeah it's a nice little spot actually um, yeah. a grand place not aware of bears in any other part of the country. No, well, not in, not in that sense, anyway. Well, surely if there were, there'd be some other way of monetizing it and exploiting it for everyone to see. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll just with the like right right a bear potato park. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? But yeah, I mean, like back to the the birds. You know, I mean, one thing in Ireland is that you're always quite close to nature, no matter how far into the city you are. Yeah, there, there's always that. We we have a lot of like urban parks in this country. Oh yeah, of course, but just even a. I know in my backyard, my, my father was just washing the dishes by the window and there was a pigeon sitting there pecking away or whatever and a falcon just dropped down and uh, caught it and uh, had his meal and flew off with what was left. So I, I got home and I was like, why are there a load of feathers in the backyard? <laughs> well, <laughs> we, my parents have like got a load of bird feeders and stuff yeah, during yeah. lockdowns. We, we can see like a load of... Um... Um, they said they can see starlings I haven't seen them but there's also swallows and um, 
uh, what are like the the ones with the very colourful feathers? I'm trying to think of now. Parrots. I don't. <laughs> that's the, the, the most endemic of all the Irish species. The parrot. <laughs> peacock. That's what you're thinking around. Peacock. Loads of those like, around. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, well, we do have a couple roaming around. If you go down to the likes of Photo Island, which is our kind of wildlife park. Yeah, I remember like it was. They always had like one in Bunratty. As well. Oh yeah. I I I I'm not sure if peacocks were a part of medieval life in Clare, but that, probably, maybe they maybe yeah, they yeah. were. Look, I haven't seen a book that said they weren't. I mean, what king doesn't have a peacock? So. I know. Yeah. What else would you be doing with your time? But yeah. Um. I mean, even during lockdown, we've seen a, a bit of a resurgence in animals in the cities. That's true. Uh, I know here in Limerick, we had a deer wander in and get stuck. Uh, in the little gated place around a statue. Uh, yeah. And we've had dogs wandering down the road, which is hilarious. Well, that happens quite a lot anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, seen around Dublin as well, where I lived up there, it was, um, you would see kind of the odd duck as well. Yeah, yeah. And your so, pet seagull. Yeah, pet, we have a pet seagull in, in the house <laughs> in Dublin. I'm not sure if we still do, but that's a different story. It fell down the chimney because the mother made a nest up in top of it. Yeah, not smart birds, but you know. Yeah, I I think he's probably big enough to fly now, but he was he was getting very nice sardines anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure. Dublin sardines, so you know the best of the best. Uh, John West, I think <laughs> was he was getting the best of the best. <laughs> and uh, then I suppose in terms of the ocean, everything's pretty calm there as well. You know, we don't have sharks or anything like that. I mean, beyond maybe a couple of jellyfish, but I don't think they'd even be. Uh, High up on the list of, of dangerous jellyfish. Yeah, we do have dolphins around the Shannon Estuary going out to the sea. We've got to Carrigaholt in West Clare near yeah. where some of the other places we've talked about, Kilkee. And, and of course uh, we have our very uh, famous dolphin, Fungi, down in... Uh, uh, Dingle. Dingle. Dingle yeah. in County Kerry. Uh, Fungi is a dolphin that just comes up and says hi to people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a strange thing. It's just kind of... It's uh, basically a loner dolphin that kind of hung around and then they made... A lot of money making it a tourist attraction to go out in the boats. Yeah. I think it's lived very long for a dolphin as well. Yeah, because remember we had this lad we knew in college who actually did the boats out to him. Yeah, yeah. And he was convinced. He said, oh, it's definitely the same dolphin my whole life. He said, you just know. And yeah, I mean, yeah, in all fairness, yeah. he, I think he, he would know. I mean, I don't know the life uh, expectancy of dolphins, but like, I'm sure I've been there when I was like five years old. So the thing yeah. is... Uh, and it, it had been going for a while before that. I think it might have been even the early 90s, maybe the 80s that it started. I would have said definitely the late 80s, yeah. Slightly before my time. Yeah. But he's still down there. Tell, tell Dave we sent you, he'll give you a discount. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I suppose we have, you know, we have foxes and stuff like that. Um, Quite a few. We have a lot of urban foxes in this country, and I think the UK as well, as opposed to... You would see them out in the countryside as well, but like some of them do live literally up bins. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I've seen many a time uh, in the middle of the night, you'll see them in town wandering around. And then like stoats, I think, are a big one. Yeah. That, uh, I, we have been a bit of a menace. I, I used to work in a McDonald's um, for a couple of years when I was in college, and we used to have a family of foxes that would live uh, across the road. We were like at kind of the edge of this kind of um, shopping kind of center place. So right. we like had ours was like on the edge. We had to have the drive through like the whole way around it, and we had to put out like the bins out the back every night for like the guys to come along and take the rubbish in the morning. And I remember like the foxes would always come over about the time because they knew like when we were closing because they'd be looking for us putting out the food bin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but it was lovely because like it was it was a family. Like, you could see like, the mother and like two little pups, 
and they were they were they were very they like they they'd keep their distance. They saw you coming out, then they'd they'd come and move back a bit. They wouldn't be yeah. aggressive or anything, but it was always nice to see it. Yeah, once again, like we we have very peaceful wildlife here. It's all kind of fairly. It's not like Australia; where everything wants to kill you. Yeah, pretty pretty much the opposite of Australia. Even uh, speaking of Australia, spiders and that. We don't have anything deadly. I know there was the, the brown recluse kind of came in. Yeah, I don't, that's, don't know if that's there, the there thing. There are a couple of stories about it being a a dangerous spider, but even that, I don't think it's it's terribly deadly. It's just kind of something that gives you a reaction similar to a bee sting, I think. Yeah, um, we do have a native reptile, I yeah, understand. They're, they're like a gecko or lizard It's, it's or a lizard thing or something. I've never seen one in par- in outside of a zoo, basically. And obviously there are no snakes here, too. Because oh, yeah, St. Patrick. Not, that, uh, snake. that happened. Uh, although we probably do have something. There's snakes in Dublin Zoo. Well, of course there are. But, like, if you're going to say we had snakes because we have snakes in Dublin Zoo, then you could say we had a wild penguin because of that one time the penguin escaped and wandered around Dublin City. Yeah, that was a good time, wasn't it? So, yeah, we don't have... <laughs> wild penguins but no I, th- I think I did read something about there being snakes in Ireland but like very there, rare there things. might be I don't know I've, I've never seen one outside Look, of St. Like, Patrick's been gone a long time they're going to come he, back at some point he needs to come back <laughs> I mean they are snakes it's kind of what they do sneak around yeah um, I suppose beyond that really they that's kind of it. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's not terribly interesting because there isn't I mean, like it, the it, thing is it's interesting enough oh, no, I mean, people coming from places where yeah. they have to worry about this stuff. I mean, like, you go to places like Alaska where you can't lock your fucking car door because if anyone needs to jump in because there's a polar bear wandering mm. around, you know, we, we have it relatively handy compared to that. Exactly. I mean, like, it is interesting to study biosystems. I'm not a bio person. I was always studied physics. So we'd, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's um, it, it, it's interesting there anyway. There There is a lot of beauty to it. You get, like, the lovely dawn courses with the birds. Sometimes oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite nice. Depending on how hungover you are, it's lovely. Yeah, it can be, it can be quite nice, too. It can be quite nice. And um, I suppose beyond that as well, we have quite a, perhaps a phenomenon of, like, urban horses as well. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, obviously those are uh, not wild horses. No, they, they, there's a proud kind of culture in Limerick and in parts of Dublin as well in particular, where people like in the city would kind of keep horses and stuff and like you know race them look after them that kind of thing it's also very much ingrained in um people in the traveling community in, yeah. in, in ireland as well it's it's a very proud part of their culture they'd always be uh sorry sulkies like kind of yeah, yeah. horses and they'd like to two-wheel carriage yeah like you know little trap they'd, they'd like race them on you know around the place and, take them to fairs. and stuff. that yeah. can happen certainly yeah it has happened in the past um but uh, they're a proud culture in, in their thing these they go around in the wagons with yeah, the, the yeah. horse run wagons up to about the 60s really but there I you think go. everyone in Ireland has a story of being in a secondary school and having horses break onto the school grounds yeah <laughs> I, I went to school in pretty much just, just up the road from where we are now we're very in Limerick City and that happened quite a lot because oh, yeah, we, we, we had like fields well. around the front of it and they would often come in here and it's one of, one of my fondest memories in school was we um we came in the morning, we saw that there were like about three horses. It definitely looked like a mother and like a foal and yeah, another yeah. one were kind of chewing the grass in front of the, the main building just down the, the way. And uh, there was a couple of jokes about that as well. Oh, Tony, you bring your horses. You know, that's <laughs> a, so that's how you're getting home tonight, is it? And um, so let me talk about it. They weren't doing any harm. Like They seemed very timid. And I think it was about we were halfway through a maths class. And next thing we hear like this beeping outside. And we're like, what the hell is going So we look out the window and the caretaker had t- gotten his tractor. Right, of course. 
our character got Step a tractor. Yeah, well, we, we we had like six playing fields because we're like yeah, rugby yeah. and GA, so we had to have a tractor. Laddie, yeah. And he was he was like he was hunting the horses up up <laughs> onto the main road, just like beeping the horn to shout out the window of the tractor, and we just yeah. <laughs> there was no getting back to 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 Matt's after that, Stu. It was Corraling just too horses much. onto the main road. Probably not the best idea he had. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Though. I think I think he did have someone outside there that didn't know what to, yeah, to get them hope. back safe. You could, yeah. you could hope, anyway. So, I suppose we'll get right into the movie. So, this week, it is Stitches, another yes. Conor McMahon movie. We've already done his other movie, Dead Meat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, funnily enough, he's actually in the movie. I don't know if you noticed or if you knew what he looked like. I did see him in the credits. I couldn't quite cop who he was. So, in the party scene, they're making fun of a guy with a ginger beard. Oh, that's him. That's him, yeah. So obviously oh, he put God. himself in as a bit of a joke character and they're taking the piss out of him at the party. Is he saying he's 16 in that film? Or I is don't he... know. <laughs> I like... think it might be something like he was held back. I, I didn't entirely catch what they were saying. I think I was furiously writing down Conor McMahon's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that was him. I, I saw yeah. his name in the credits, but I didn't cop it, so that's so he, fair enough. He decided to get himself in there. So, full disclosure, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I liked it too. I gotta say, it was. I, I wasn't sure what to expect because his other previous film, Dead Meat, now this was made more recently with a much larger budget. Yeah, and better quality and for us. Ross to watch. Noble, like yeah. an actual like comedian, was like in it, but it's. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it because I knew it was kind of a com. This this time is more overtly a comedy. Like the, oh, the, yeah. like Dead Meat was a serious film. Um, this is horror comedy, a kind of newer genre that kind of sprung up. Um, reminds me of a couple of other kind of films in a kind of a similar vein, but I think overall it was nice having it in Ireland. Oh yeah, it was good. I mean, obviously, odd having Ross Noble being the, the main character, but he does a really good job at it. Uh, yeah, Ross Noble is a, a British comedian, as most people don't know. He's um, he's very interesting because he, he generally improvises like his entire sets. He, he, oh yeah, he's he, very funny. Um, you should like look him up. He does like a lot of panel shows in the UK, like uh, you know QI. Have I got news for you? Kind of things as well. But like, look up one of his shows because, like, he said, like he goes out there with like kind of two words, like a bit of paper. Like he has, a, he has like maybe one or two stories. He might have like on the side, but he mostly gets some like heckles from the audience. Oh yeah, yeah, stories from the audience, and he kind of just takes it from there. But um, I thought he was able. He's underrated as an actor. I think he comes yeah, off quite good. Horror, in this film. He was very, very good in that role. And he really made it kind of funny and creepy at the same time. I'm sure a lot of the there was probably a lot of improvised jokes in there. I mean, I think like if you were on set with him, it would have been great crack. Oh yeah, I, I, I think it I would mean, have been. I just I was reading through the trivia, and uh, I can I can only imagine that he came up with this. But one of the the lines that he says is, "Can you tell me what it is yet?" is actually a catchphrase from Ralph Harris. Yeah, no, I, I, I did cop that. I, like I said, there's a couple of things in this film which haven't aged particularly well because of when it came out. Yeah, not a lot of ages very well. I mean, it was only a couple of years later that, was it, the, the plague of clowns came around? Yeah, for that It film, which... No, no, remember, there was, like, all over the world, there were random remember, videos of clowns. I do remember it, but... And stories and I am news. still convinced that, like, random clowns, I repeat, like, jumping out of bushes as clowns with knives was like a, a marketing stunt for the film It that came out the year after. I mean, it could have been, but... It I'm, convi- I'm convinced it was. If, if that's the case, then it went so poorly that they decided not to tell anyone about it. No, but that's the whole point of it. You get people talking about killer clowns. Like, oh, there's a film about a killer clown coming out. Keep it in people's minds. Guerrilla guerrilla marketing, they call it. Yeah, so before we get into the actual cast, uh, I was reading through the trivia as well, and it actually has some alternate casts that almost happened. Oh. So they actually offered the, the lead role of Tom 
who's the the, the main kid, yep. to Daniel Radcliffe. Really? Yeah. That would and have it, been interesting. I mean, I think the the budget for the movie was like one point five million or something. I mean, it it, it lost a lot. It they was, got like, about. 800 grand off of the film board in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was like 90 grand they got back. It's, it's a poor, poor showing. But uh, th- this will really shock you. So they actually offered the role of Stitches to Quentin Tarantino. Wow. that <laughs> <laughs> Like, what a movie that would have been. The amount of uh, pictures of feet in that film just goes I mean, through you know, the roof. <laughs> in, in fairness, you think about it, he always has the, the, the big clown shoes on. And that girl does stab him in the neck with the shoe. He'd probably have enjoyed that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, uh, allegedly, Quentin Tarantino has a bit of a foot fetish, which may come out in his movies. But also, Stitches was almost, and it says like came really close to being Mark Hamill. Oh, I would have paid. Just like if he did the Joker voice. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, of course my. he has to do the Joker voice for that. But what a movie it would have been if it was Daniel Radcliffe and Mark Hamill. I, I would have thought, like, I would have thought if if that actually did happen, uh, I I would have loved it if Mark Hamill wasn't play was playing himself. And he just he just goes, "Aren't you Luke Skywalker?" He's like, "What are you doing this clown thing?" That ah, that that the George, George Lucas didn't want me in the new films. You know, it, it didn't really work out. I, I used to be the Joker once. Like, really? No, it was kind of. That would have been much more. Yeah, it's just like wild that this tiny movie that really didn't make a lot of money. Got as far as it did into getting almost Danny Radcliffe, Quentin Tarantino, and Mark Hamill. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I mean, it's there was some of the cast. Um, I had seen them in, like other kind of Irish bits and bobs. You would kind of yeah, see like, them. The thing is, like, looking through the cast, I recognised a lot of them, but I did, I couldn't find where I knew them from. I mean, it's a Tommy Knight who plays Tom. I recognised, and he was actually in Doctor Who. Oh, he was one of the companions in the Sarah Jane adventures. Yeah, yeah he, he's, he's actually he's actually English. And I have a well, yeah. point about that. We'll get to his accent is a bit yeah, all over the shop. It's not great. And then Gemma Lee Devereaux, who played Kate, she was in like the Tudors, I think. She was, but yeah. It, it was hard to find. Like they all looked really familiar, but I couldn't find any credits for them that I would actually have known them from. Yeah, like I, I get the impression I've actually might have met one or two of them, like just around Dublin. Yeah, it could have been something like that. Like I, I'm convinced I met one of them at like a poetry reading. I, 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 I convinced I have. I don't know when or where, but I'm just like I guarantee I knew what you from. Hopefully, you find them again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I suppose the 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 main cast, like those Ross Noble, Tommy Knight, and uh, Gemma Lee, they're kind of the main ones that you want to talk about. The the others, I just have the the. Characters' names. Yeah, like, so you have Vinny, Bulger, Paul, Sarah, and Richie. And so it's kind of the the main crux of the story for anyone who doesn't know. Hopefully you do because it's actually a really good movie. <laughs> is that uh, uh, Stitches is hired to do Tommy's birthday party? <laughs> just the opening scene. Where yeah. He's, oh yeah, he's just riding. Your he's morning. in a caravan at the edge of a cliff, and he's riding his presumable wife or girlfriend, and like while having a cigarette, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go off to this birthday party." Oh yeah, it's hilarious. And then so funny. It, it shows the little uh, clown egg because apparently clowns are eggs. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like weird. every clown has an egg, and it gives them powers, and it's a plot or point later. Uh, uh, it's weird, but uh, yeah. So he's hired to do Tom's birthday party. He comes along. The kids are really shit to him. Uh, they all, like, throw crap at him and curse at him and stuff. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, where, like... Yeah, where's the mother? I mean, what is going the, on? Where's the mother in this? I mean, Jesus, they like their parents have raised, like, a bunch of little monsters oh, here. Yeah. It's like, really, really don't, bad don't kids. treat people like that. And so 
then they what, what was he doing at the time they they have one of the kids ties his shoelaces together while he's juggling I think or something yeah and uh, then Tom the main kid throws a ball at him he falls backwards lands head first into the open dishwasher which has the butcher knife just sticking out of it okay so on a point here so the mother like cuts the cake with a butcher knife which alright yeah. seems a bit unnecessary and that hilarious part where the, the one kid isn't looking at the cake he's looking down her, her top yeah I mean, that, that was look funny. they were set, there was some good character developments from the beginning I kind of get a sense of who each kid is yeah I, I think that actually was quite clever I think this is very well written I must say um, with all the kind yeah, of callbacks I mean, and things like that it was shot very much like an Edgar Wright film they just, just like yeah. the, the way things were kind of creatively shot rather than just doing it the, the it, straight and narrow way. It was actually a point we made in, I, I listened to our Dead Meat podcast before doing this one because I was the same director. Yeah. It was actually a point, we forgot Edgar Wright's name in that one. Oh, Remember, because we were talking, at least at Dead Meat, this Irish zombie one came out the same year as Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a point that we were making. We forgot Edgar Wright's name, I, I, which is, anyway, but... Yeah, but he, he de- the he's definitely, definitely got has, a lot of influence by yeah, him. Yeah, like they, they have very similar style, and it, it works really, really well. Um, no, because I, I really, really liked it. I, I, I don't think it's even... I wouldn't say, like, there's sometimes you can rip off a director, like, instead sure, of yeah, homaging yeah. them, but I think in this case, he does it he puts enough of his own kind of character in there and there's like a little bit of an Irish flair there, but I quite like But Going back to the mother anyway. Now, I, I don't know about you, but in this house, we wouldn't leave the dishwasher door open with a knife pointing upwards in it. Of course you not. You point well, a knife going down. Yeah, the knife would always up, be down. Handle and up closed. and close the thing. Like, that was a, like that is a, a court case waiting it's to happen. It's gross negligence at the very least. Like, what about his... Okay, maybe I don't know if it's it's his widow, but certainly his partner, who seems very, very upset about it. I mean, yeah. she should have sued the mother for that. That's definitely, you know, grounds for something there. I, I would imagine so. But anyway, so uh, Stitches dies. Well, he actually gets back up and then slips on his own blood. And then the and <laughs> blood goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He um, pulls the knife out and then drops. I, w- I will say that there was a, a nice little bit of foreshadowing. Like, he's coming into the birthday party, he's driving this absolute banger of a yeah, car, like yeah. this mismatched bread and yellow Fiat Punto. Um, but at some point, if you look on the car headlights, one of them is like blacked yeah, out. It's and, like it's, X, it's, yeah, yeah. and it's the same eye that he gets yeah. damaged. I thought that was a nice little bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah, he definitely knows what he's doing. But uh, There's also some great lines he has in it. He, he just The mother goes, um, you're late, and he goes, yeah, you're fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> or my favourite one, one of the guys, because uh, it plays part, he, he's doing like the balloons. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, can I have a dinosaur? I don't have the balloons for dinosaurs. They, the balloons are extinct, yeah, <laughs> which is quite clever. He's got a lot of one-liners. Yeah. from Ross Noble. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, just, it's weird and it's funny. I mean, the, the, the stuff with the clowns, where so they bury... Stitches and uh, the kid Tom is watching from his treehouse, which is a bit creepy can, because uh, he's also watching his friend. Yes, yeah. sometimes. If I can make a point here, uh, just now I don't know where exactly they shot this, but this guy lives in a palace. Oh yeah, this, this huge is house. a huge house. It's like three stories. It's got loads of extensions. It's like really away from everything else. He's got a treehouse, which I never had growing up or anything yeah. like that. Um, graveyard down the road. I just like where is this guy living? And like, there's no father in the pit. I don't know what's going on yeah. there, but like, it's he must be minted. It's like his mother, crazy. like his mother is like going to work in London and all that. So clearly, she must be absolutely breaking bank or something like that because he has a 
like we don't have houses like that in Ireland normally. I'll just say that now. Well, you would, you know, if you ever go out into the countryside and you get the a lot of people buy uh, large houses on cheap plots of land that are very far away. From That's you. true, but I mean, it, it's a massive house. It, it does play into like the later. You kind of you yeah, kind of needed a house that big, but it's just still. I was just like Jesus. That I wouldn't mind living there yeah. myself. So he he's kind of watching the funeral for stitches, and then afterwards he. I can't remember if he sees it through the, the the telescope or if he goes down to the the graveyard and then sees the clowns. But there are a bunch of other clowns who are going into this little uh, round tower round kind tower. of thing, yeah. And uh, and they have like this clown statue there, and there are a bunch of other um, clown eggs. And it's like every every clown paints their own face onto the egg, and then it goes into this little jar thing. Mm. And uh, they're That's having like clown funeral. Or something. Yeah, they're having yeah. some clown funeral service for him. But obviously, they catch the kid, and it's like, oh, a clown can't rest. In peace, unless the, the party is finished, and a joke is never as funny the second time around. It's like it's kind of weird. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on there. So I presume he kind of goes mad. Then it flashes forward to like yeah, six years later. It's about two thousand eleven then. So yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's just like it's it's funny how they kind of they made up this weird clown lore for the movie. It I like how it's it's different. Like this isn't coming from any kind of Irish folklore or anything like that. This is something yeah. that I presume Conor McMahon must have kind of come up with, and I like it. I yeah, mean, it, I it, it's it's original. Like similar to the Leprechaun, where they just kind of they twisted stuff to to make yeah. it fit. This is another thing where it's like, well, obviously clowns, if they die, they die. But now they're eggs, and uh, somehow they live on. And when he has another party, so I assume he never had a party the previous five years after. Yeah, well, I presume he is he, definitely a bit traumatized yeah. by because, like, he's on happy pills, or it, it's never explicitly said kind of what they are, but he's definitely taken like yeah. antidepressants or something like that because you know it's quite traumatic event and it does play into it later. Yeah, we're going to get to that. As a kid. And yeah, I saw someone die in front of like rip out a knife out yeah, of his eyes, try to kill him. Jesus and Christ! <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a bit crazy of a movie, but it's just so funny. Uh, so you kind of you get that scene that kind of reintroduces the kids which was very clever they're kind of like going along and you see a bit of their personality and then like shoots up the name like, um, and a photo of them as a kid I will say that um, I thought that it was actually cast very well they got like they, they look very kind of like the yeah, younger ones to the... I gotta say like compared to like some films where it's like that's the kid version yeah. what the hell they actually put some fair effort into this I mean I think like with Ireland as well you could have said I wouldn't be shocked I just got one of their cousins yeah yeah you can imagine <laughs> so but they definitely did well um, so they walk around the school and you kind of get the sense of everyone. They've all kind of drifted, well, some of them have drifted apart. And some of them, they're kind of in different groups now and everything else. Yeah, and some yeah. of them are awful. Yeah, um, really bad. But um, i got to say as well, we got to talk about Tom's accent because he's an English actor. Yeah, obviously. And it's, it's not it's, great. he's trying to put on an Irish accent a little bit, but his English accent really sleeps through sometimes. Now, I like how they kind of subtly address this because if you look at the characters, like they each even kind of dress differently in school with their uniforms, he always wears a full blazer. Yeah. And he's he's kind of called Posh Boy and everything else. Me like, come to how big his house is and how rich his mother is. So I can at least, I like to at least address the fact that he has kind of more of a posher accent because his mother also does have a little bit of an English accent as well and spends a lot of time in London. So I'm at least willing to buy like maybe he's half English and or, or somewhat English. Yeah, yeah. Younger. So I like they actually do kind of address it a little bit. I'm glad that they, they, they made a bit of effort to kind of deal with it. But I got to say, like, he didn't do a bad job. I mean, like, presume yeah, no, he's like, it's very much a South Dublin kind of thing. Yeah. I, I presume Wicklow. Anyway. Yeah, so we get through the school stuff and uh, we, he, he's kind of 
pressured by Vinny, I think it is, his best friend, yeah. to have a party. For his birthday. Yeah, and so he makes up these little flyers and only hands them out to his few friends, mm-hmm. Kate, who he fancies. Yeah. And I suppose that's when it, it all breaks loose because Vinny yeah. decides to invite everyone on my face. Yeah, which I don't know why they do. And then like Sarah and one of the other gobshite, um, yeah, yeah, they Paul. were two, the other being Paul, they're just, they're bullying the shit out of him. Oh yeah, like, it's, it's really weird. I gotta say like, like you know, I'm not saying bullying doesn't happen in school. As someone who's been bullied, that I, uh, was yeah. really not how it works. <laughs> no, I'm going like, they're really being pricks to him. Like, they're yeah. like, gee, like, oh my God. Like she comes over to him, like, you know, is like being all suggestive with him, like puts chewing gum on his cheek and kicks him in the balls. And yeah, then, I, I Jesus Christ, like what the fuck is wrong with you? So that happens. Then the really fucked up thing happens when they're in class. Yeah. Yeah, so like he's obviously having quite traumatic flashbacks to the clown thing. Yeah. So he so <laughs> it was I don't so know good. I, it was so funny though. I this mean, scene comes out of nowhere. It's like he's in class, he's kinda of like whispering to people and kind of like um getting people's attention, I'd say about the party and everything else and people are like, free house for you. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was always like that back in secondary like these some of these scenes I really rang home, so I saw it was his free house where it was like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, your par- your kids your parents are away for the weekend. Uh so he imagines suddenly the teachers like giving out to him him for a talking class but he turns into the clown yeah so he goes over to his oh, friend so funny <laughs> rips off his pocket pot so good I mean it's disgusting it, it's oh my so painful God. to watch but it's so funny and he's just he's just like your, your man is it Vinny I think yeah, yeah it's Vinny and he's just there like you know he's blood the, he's the pervy one blood pouring out everywhere and then the teacher like puts it out of fucking balloon <laughs> He's like, he's like teaching with it. It's like, you know, this is the male oh reproductive organs. What the fuck? Oh, it was funny. Who came up with that? I don't know. They're sick people, but they're funny <laughs> bastards. It was so good. It's just so so unexpected as well. Yeah, it kind of does come out of nowhere. Oh, my God. That was... That I I just died laughing at that. That was so funny. Uh, very very graphic. But I mean, it's it, it's kind of the it sets the tone for the rest of the film. Like it's very very violent, but it kind of in a campy way, and it's definitely very funny at times. Yeah. So it, it I think they did that perfectly. Uh, one thing just to that I spotted in my notes, going back to how he's like Edgar Wright. Uh, when Tom wakes up, he goes to the mirror and he sees he has a pimple, and as he's popping it, it transitions to a shot of an egg being splattered onto the, the oh, frying pan. Oh, it does, yeah. And that, that's the kind of Edgar Wright shit. You're right, That weird transition. Yeah. And it kind of, it made me feel a little ill just because it was, you know, pimper popping. Some yeah. people like it, some people don't. And uh, just that kind of like, oh, and this is like this huge egg comes out. But that's the kind of Edgar Wright shit that he does really, really well. You're not you're not watching Dr. Pimple Popper on YouTube then still, are you? No, not at all. You're missing out. Uh, <laughs> I must say, one thing that they definitely filmed here in Ireland is the PE hall. Oh, I was going to say, I have a thing on this. This took me back. Oh, This my God. is too real. It's exactly... Like, obviously, it is a PE hall in Ireland. Yeah. But it's just like, I remember those days in secondary school. Oh, my God. Like, because we... Freezing cold... The, the the kind of half the wall being painted one colour yep. and a different bulb. The shitty uh, basketball hoops. Well, we used because we used to play basketball the whole time because it was if you were like me and you were lazy, you'd just play that. Just yeah, your yeah. hoops. Even right. like the teacher, oh, that was way too real too. Yeah, it was. It was fantastically done. Like really, what we're here to do is point out shit that is Irish and that is Irish as hell. 
I think, like, I gotta say, like, Conor McMahon's writing, I mean, I'll talk about it more later, but, I mean, he knows how to kind of write these things. Like, yeah. he knows how to write Irish kind of characters, like, even, because he's, like, a little bit older than us because he was, like, graduated in about 2003 yeah, or something, yeah. like, for, like, Dead Meat and all that, but, like, this is very real, even now. Like, people are, because we would have been, like, in our last year in secondary school about when this was shot, 2011-ish, yeah, and this is exactly right. Like, this is, we're basically the same age maybe slightly older than the people in the film would have been at the time. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, so this is exactly kind of right for us. And I mean, I'll talk about it later, but there's something like very nostalgic things for me in this yeah. film. It it just hit like the right note, but that is a very realistic thing. Yeah, even talking about his writing, uh, one thing I, I love to point out is I think Bulger says that at one point he says Arsways. Yeah. I don't think we, we've had it come up yet. Maybe we have, but I've forgotten. But Arsways is such an Irish it is. saying... Like he, I think he was hanging up the, the decorations later on in the movie and it's like no no you have that airways it's all off to the left or whatever and it's just fantastic I, phrase. I, I just think it's like a lot of the language in this film is exactly correct yeah. like it, it just that's how I would oh, yeah, have talked at the time and uh, liberal use of the scene I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, and even later on, they reference Funderland. Oh, brilliant. Which is another big thing in Ireland. So it's we don't really tra- have... Travelling fun fairy. Really. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't really have theme parks to much of an extent. But what we do have is the one travelling uh, theme park that goes around, you know, Ferris wheel and roller coasters and all that. And uh, fun houses. And it's just, you know, it, it's a it's a big thing. It'll be there for about a month in a field somewhere in the city or just outside the city limits. Yep. And uh, then it moves on again, but it's it's a big thing for Ireland. Yeah, it's like Thunderland. That's that's something now. I mean, we have Taylor Parks too. Uh, that is of course, our yeah. team park. I mean, it's I'm sure like, far if we, away. If we keep mentioning it on the podcast, I think they might send us free Taylors. Yeah, as long as we get a few Taylors, it's fine. Oh, yeah, that's grand. But then we have the introduction for the brief moment. The wonderful Cat. I, I was waiting for this. <laughs> oh my god, he's just it's so funny, and the hair was brilliant i like because as you've listened to our dead meat review like you know i love cal Kant's character and i gushed over him for about 10 minutes I, I it's a shame it's such a short appearance oh yeah but as soon as he came on it's like oh my god it's cattle i love the hair the cut like it's the worst comb over yeah, hair it's like a one strip that goes uh, yeah. vertically down his head from like halfway no, a third of the way up to yeah. a, another third it's just perfect and then it just it's like really long so it's like one real strip of hair that he's combed over, it's really bad. I love. Like, he is exactly like some teachers you'd know. Oh yeah, like, of course. He, like the, he's the, just the dickhead. He's just going to. Is it Mary Jane? Is it her? 
Uh, Kate. Kate. Kate, sorry, Kate. I don't know where I get Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I was I thinking of Spider-Man there. Um, and he just like, what is it about wearing those boats to school there? It's got to be either black or brown. And I just like, oh, that's too real. Yeah, that is yeah. too real. And he goes, let me say it at four o'clock and Roman Toby have heard attention then. It's oh. like, you're going to have to be one of those emos there, you know. Yeah, they're dying the hair blue next and putting like, uh, no, a thing through your nose and all that. And then he just goes, what are you doing over there? It's just, yeah, just those 30 seconds. Set him off and let him run. Like, I was hoping he'd come back later on in the movie. He really did. I was really really hoping that he would just like turn up at the house at some point to, and give out and he sees the clown and like the clown like tries to kill him and he's just like his just starts giving out to him the clown's it's sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like the fucking cows again <laughs> If they called back to that, Stu, oh, that might that have been, been too brilliant. much. That, that might have been too it. much. Because uh, I did, I did think... Even though he died in that. Yeah, we don't... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, now, because if you go roughly by timelines, um, wouldn't the birthday party have been about the same time as Dead Meat is set? Approximately. I suppose. And in that film, didn't we see a bunch of kids eating a clown at a birthday party, Stu? Interesting concept, yeah. I can see. You know where this is going. If we ever meet Carter McMahon, we're going to have to is, ask him a lot of questions. Is there like an expanded universe for? <laughs> that would be brilliant. I mean, I'm just saying, like maybe, maybe that was like a one road not taken, and this is uh, like the, the that version of events that maybe did happen. The idea was like percolating in his mind from that. I really hope so. Like, I think this is you know a level of analysis in his film that I'm sure he. he I hope he'd welcome because I'd I'd love to like um you know review more of these oh, we, yeah, we yeah. have we, to hopefully he does more maybe at some point we could actually go to a theatrical release for a movie I'd love to I mean I, I think too at this point I'm starting to think that uh, I just like to see the cattle can't stand alone biopic oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's something with him just like have us in the background as they get right so back on topic anyway <laughs> uh, so we'll jump forward a bit to they've set up for the party and everything's kind of ready to go and of course Paul comes along uh, in a fake clown costume, scares the piss out of. I gotta, Tom. I gotta say, like before, like we talk about that bit, uh, just like the the house party kind of stuff. This is this is very much like of its time. Yeah, sure. Like, you know, I I was saying this to you before it started. Like this took me back to about the time like my last year of secondary school, where well, we were all kind of turning eighteen. I was quite young, so I was one of the very last people to turn eighteen. But like everyone would turn eighteen almost a different week. Yeah, yeah. And so like you'd be going out to someone's house party, and it was this was too real. Like this was just. Maybe not to quite the same extent every time, but yeah. just like, oh, your parents are away, free house, go over there. Um, no one even punched a hole in a wall. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that wasn't me. But um, that's a, that was a different story. But oh, that was just really reminded me of that because like, you'd have the big stereo system like, in the, the kind of middle yeah, yeah. room, the main room, and then you'd have people like, up to the bedrooms and everything else. And there'd always be like a group of four lads out the front smoking. Yeah, yeah. It was it just, was just the, like the, the one lad and girl who's been shipped in the entire apartment. Yes, yes. It's like they, they, they picked their spot right at the door. <laughs> They've just been shipped again. Oh, they see nothing. Like Stitches walked past them. Doesn't... Keeps going. The, the one thing I was kind of thinking as well is I like how... Um, they have to obviously hold the cans a certain way for branding issues on the camera. You kind of notice that a little same with the bottles. Yeah, that's fair enough. But where, where are the naggins, do? Uh, well, where where are the naggins? Well, later on, Kate's boyfriend was looking for the the bottle of vodka. Not three drinks, piss. Oh yeah, but we'll get to that. But anyway, that was, but, yeah, that was a weird one. I think overall, this really, I felt this, even like in the kind of first year of college, like these house parties, we, we, you don't go to them anymore. So it was just like, we're in our mid to late 20s house, too. Those, those hedonistic days are, are behind us. 
Ah, well, I've new hedonistic days come. The last round of lockdown. The last house party you went to before lockdown, like we end up having dinner and a few glasses of wine. That's the level <laughs> we're at now. <laughs> Good God. But yeah, so the whole time we're, we kind of were seeing shots of Stitch's grave where the... Is it the leaflet that Tom printed out? Kind of yeah. got uh, blown onto, and so obviously his hand comes out and he climbs out of the grave. And he sees off. it. Can I just say that the, the two, the Sarah and who's the guy that comes dressed as a clown, Paul. the bully Paul? You absolute massive prick! Like, oh yeah, dude, terrible. I mean, dude, I a... was so delighted that he spoilers, got killed first. They yeah. died. Yeah, they died brutally. Oh no, because you could tell he was going to be the first person killed. Because like, this is going beyond bullying. This is like you were there when this clown died. You know he's traumatized and on pills for this. You still choose to bully him. You came to the house where he hasn't had a party since then, dressed as a clown deliberately to fuck with him, mate. That's not bullying. You want him to. Like you want him to harm himself or something. Yeah, like yeah. this is beyond your bullying prick to you are a sociopath that needs yeah. to be locked if, if away. If you've ever bullied a person that hard, you're a bad person and we don't want you listening like, to this. Like this person is genuinely oh, a monster terrible. and I'm glad he dies. And like Jesus, what a prick. Like I, I like this character is irredeemable in my eyes. So let's describe his death. <laughs> So he's bursting for a piss and he runs upstairs because the downstairs is occupied. Oh, there's, sorry, there's a, it's worth kind of saying before this happens that uh, obviously Tom is like waiting for Kate to come to the party because he's a thing for her. He ends up eating a whole weed cookie. Oh yeah. And he's, is this point tripping balls basically. It doesn't last very long. It's inconsistent. And it it kind of, it doesn't affect him much like at the beginning a bit, but then it's kind of gone. There, There wasn't any real getting high, which was, it was odd. I mean, I don't think it needed to be there. That was probably one of the weakest parts. I felt it was like one of those things where it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just like he could have... I felt like they could have done that and he would have just like taken a puff of something and not realised. Because the other guy goes and was like, that's the, you finish the whole thing, that's the same as like 40 joints. Yeah, something massive. And I'm thinking like... if. Now, I'm not an expert on this, too, but I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to move if he had that much. Like, yeah. I, when it was happening, I thought it would be really interesting for the movie to go the direction of he keeps seeing stitches, but he's not sure if he's really high yeah. and imagining it or if it's actually him. So he's having this kind of I, fight with himself. It's like, is that real? What am I seeing? Even if he, like, stumbled across the bodies and he just thinks that he's high off his fucking mind I think if it was a more serious film that might have been the route it went down True, yeah. but like this is still farcical at yeah. times but I, I it was just something that what it was the only kind of thing I would have said was you know it didn't lead anywhere and it was for like a, really like about five minutes of yeah a bit of padding thing. yeah I just felt it was unnecessary I felt like he I you could have just had done the same thing with him like taking a, a shot of alcohol that was way stronger than he thought yeah. something like that I just felt that for the amount of emphasis that's put yeah, on it, it and it everything could, else there could have been yeah. more done with it but anyway yeah so Paul goes up to the bathroom doesn't get out of his, his clown suit in time and pisses himself mm-hmm. which was lovely then he takes off his boxers and squeezes them over the balcony into Kate's boyfriend's drink somehow. And he drinks and he it. It's like, this tastes like piss. Do you have, Do you have any, any more? <laughs> Which, back to Rob's nostalgia, is probably exactly how it would have happened. It's the worst drinks. Is it? Oh, God. I'll have another one. It was, it used to be, I think, I don't know, like, if I mentioned, like, the cheap ones before, but it used to be, like, the cheapest cans and stuff you'd get. Like, you'd get, like, three, three threes vodka, uh, Devil's Bit, like, really cheap cider. Like, it doesn't even come in cans. It was, like, um, really three liter plastic bottles. Like, Rosie's Dew was another really one. Uh, like, Dutch Gold, you know, Dutch Gold was, yeah. like, that was always the go-to can, but there was, like, an even cheaper one. It 
was like I don't know where you got it from I think it might have been like in an off license but it was like these silver cans that were like just the aluminium there or aluminium if you're American just like bare like was something like printed on it and like all the details yeah. and it was like 70 cent a can <laughs> absolute piss like but it was the cheap you could get like a big Come bag on. of those stay, stay on target stay on target <laughs> so, so I can't remember exactly how it happens but I know Stitches rips off his arm no the first thing he does he keeks out in the balconies after doing that yeah, and then yeah. he sees Stitches and then sorry I have it in my notes here he rips off his ear first like, oh he, he does yeah, he yeah. has like tunnels yeah. Yeah. He, he, what he was, it, it looked like he was going to do the, the coin trick again where he pulled a coin from behind his ear but he just rips it off because like he has like tunnels he yeah. has like the stretched ears so he rips it off and then he rips off his arm yeah. and then he just literally kicks off no he reaches down his oh yeah he pulls he's like it sounds like you have some hair in your throat. Oh no, it's a it's a bunny rabbit. He pulls like he probably he has his arm down his thing and just pulls out a rabbit. Then he boots his head off yeah, and his he head goes his head flying off. into it, the distance into, yeah, into a pond or something. Yeah. Um, which was lovely to see because that was not like that. Oh, guy. it's like he's got to be the first person to die because yeah. he's such an insufferable prick. And it's 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 satisfying. It's like that's the kind of the thing of like a good horror film is like you even though it's like oh the bad guy is winning here. It's He's yeah, killing yeah. another bad person. You've set so, it up so well yeah. that you don't like that person. I mean, the the one weak part about it was that he was out on the balcony and for some reason no one heard him screaming. Yeah. I kind of get, though, that they sort of said, oh, that's why he was like something stuck in his throat that he couldn't scream properly. He seemed to be pretty loud yeah, to me, but, but it, was just a, it was just a weird kind like, of... They did kind of address... Inconsistency. I'm just going to say maybe that it was the music was loud and stuff like that, but anyway. So, um, then it kind of cuts back to this just random bit where you see... Uh, Kate is coming back as she was up in the treehouse with Tom for yeah. a little bit. He doesn't know the thing is here, and then she walks by Sarah, who's like being a complete <laughs> again. Um, sorry, I probably shouldn't have used that word. Being a complete, I'll leave it. Yeah, I'll just bleep it. Um, we do swear in this podcast, but like there are we we probably shouldn't we, we use know that, that word. We know that that word is uh, a little more offensive to some people. Yeah, and while we in Ireland don't really have that same feeling about it, I know other countries do, so we will bleep that word. Yeah, but like. It is used in the film, like anyway. But she's so Kate's coming back anyway because she's up in the treehouse with Tom, and she passes Sarah, who's being really on unc- a pitch, a real pitch, and being a we bit unkinder. We can use that one. Uh, so Kate just gives her a Glasgow kiss, just yeah, like, literally yeah, headbutts her pretty hard. And I was like, that was pretty funny, <laughs> pretty satisfying. So the one other thing that I loved is um, Stitches drops his nose, like he pulls it off, and it's like it's his, the, the soft red nose, but like his nose is in there too. And then it starts rolling around, sniffing out the other people. So he's looking for the kids. He's not killing anyone else. It, yeah, it, it's, it's only the kids that kind of were at the birthday party. He doesn't seem to kill anyone else, really. Which no, is he doesn't. Fair enough. But um, then we get to the guy who has like the enjoys food and he's a yeah. bit more. He, he, he I pres- like I think he's basically playing a gay character. I don't want to. I, yeah, I, I, it's very stereotyping. There was a bit of he is gay but doesn't know it. I mean, like earlier on in the movie, he just does a split. Yes, like, that's out right. of nowhere. Like I mean, I don't want to say like anything. Maybe that, but it, it, it to me anyway, it seemed like he was playing a gay stereotype a little bit. Yeah, and I don't think it takes away from the film. I think he's a very funny, snappy character. He's always like bitching on the phone, but I it's like one of these things where it hasn't aged maybe as well. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything. There's nothing bad about it. He isn't. He does. says he, he never like does anything like that in the film to say like oh I'm gay or he has a boyfriend or anything well, like I, that. Well, I think it, like it it almost seemed to me that he 
was gay but didn't know he was gay or didn't yeah. or was at least pret- like not pretending not to be but ignoring the fact yeah but any but anyway I, I just got to me anyway I read it that he was playing a gay stereotype and I you know maybe that hasn't aged as well yeah but I, I like, thought he was likable as a character I thought he well, was funny good. I was kind of upset yeah. that he was one of the, the first ones to go really yeah um, but like it's kind of established like he's he's a glutton like he likes eating food yeah. which is grand and so he goes up to the pantry which for some reason is upstairs in this massive house which is a bit odd to look for like the first aid kit yeah and then he he starts e- eating tins of strawberries I thought they were like tomatoes or they no no strawberries alright he's just down in tins of strawberries it's just but it's such a like I get like what it sets up but it's just like fuck like what why would you do that? <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, is there a deeper layer to this movie where each of the main characters is uh, one of the deadly sins? Oh. Because we have Vinny, who's always horny, so he'd obviously be lost. Yeah. Uh, you have... I he's think Bulger is the... He's the, gl- the gluttony. Um, Paul is the... the vengeance. Bully, so he'd be whatever. Anger or, or vengeance. Wrath or vengeance. Uh, Sarah must be lost. Sure. Uh... This is actually yeah. a fair point. I didn't. I didn't I actually mean, cop this. We, at we've all. blown this wide open. <laughs> <laughs> like Conor McMahon must be like, oh, if someone finally gets, it. if he ever hears this, like finally something. But like that's a, like, like that's really just, good, Stu. Actually, I mean, I'm I'm blanking on the sins, but <laughs> oh, I don't know all of them. I, I I'm not a good Catholic, unfortunately. Because like there's another kind of subtle thing that comes up. So I'll, I'll go through it. So Bulger's there eating all that, and Stitches comes in and. He takes the the can opener that he was using and like goes around Bulger's head with it. Yeah, and then starts ice cream scooping out his his brain. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, while but, while I just died in your arms tonight is playing and they turned it up. Yeah, yeah, but I th- I think what's also happening is that he's he's killing them in a similar way to how they were shitty to him when. No, that that's that yeah. was the kind of concept yeah, so I got. The, that I got that early. I didn't get the, the seven deadly yeah. things thing. Really. That, that was, it was just when you said uh, that he was a glutton. It was like, hang on a minute, is there something to this? Yeah. And then my brain started actually turning that, for once. Now that you say that, yeah, I'm just because, like, I probably should have copped that earlier. Yeah, because there was another bit of imagery. So he kills Bulger, and I think it's either before or after Sarah comes in looking uh, and uh, Stitches weekend at Bernie's him. But there's a scene where Stitches is kind of sitting there, and Bulger's kind of draped across his, his lap. And then it goes like, I, I just died in but, your arms but, tonight. But is that not a statue of the Virgin Mary with Jesus? Is there not a statue exactly like oh, that? Oh, there is. I can't. Know, I don't know the name of it, but it looked like they had set up that Oh, that that's imagery. a fair point. Because if you remember when we talked about Dead Meat, I remember there was that paper coming from NYG about the religious imagery in that film. Yeah. And we well, talked there, a little bit about it. There's definitely a statue just like that. That he, I and even the light. Yeah, yeah. That's... It was just a weird thing. It was like, is that like a Mary and Jesus statue? Because they're in that exact position. I, I like how we've re- reviewed like Conor McMahon's second film reviewed by him. We're yeah. weeks in like there's tropes in these things that we we see in his films. Yeah, I've, well, I've, 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 I've actually got a few more here as well. But uh, so then anyway, they, it cuts back to the party, and at, at this point, Tom knows he's seen the clown. He's trying to like get people's attention. So uh, the the lad that likes 
taking the pictures is after getting off with the one of the girls. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. friend. He, he was he, he was wingman and for Vinny. Yeah, and I started to take a picture of one of the girls. It was a brilliant wingman, by the way. He was. I mean, the other ones actually seemed genuinely quite nice. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, like, but it's, I kind of got the impression like she was the one you'd actually want to go out with. Yeah. Um. But so he he, he goes up to the girl is just the, the other fellow was off is just crying in the steps and then he just basically sexually assaults her <laughs> like grabbing yeah. her boobs, which I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good at all, mate. I mean, it's exactly what. Oh yeah, that that's it. But like, parties. she does go off with him. So I mean, maybe it's fine. But like, that's not. Yeah. I was just like, that wasn't comfortable to watch. Just to say it. Um. But uh, anyway, so the two of them go up to your man's bedroom to, yeah. you know, um, do what they do. A nice game of chess. Birds and the bees stuff. Yep. But uh, yeah, isn't that when Tom finally sees stitches? He's using the binoculars on his own house, and he sees yeah. Vinny with the girl in his room. And then he pans it across. Then and he sees stitches, stitches. Like, waving in the window. Yeah. Like, that's creepy shit. Like, if he had still been high at that time, him trying to figure out, is he actually seeing this or not? Because, like, he goes in, he's trying to get, like, Vinny's attention. And then Vinny's, like, telling him to fuck out out of the window. Like, because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit busy here, mate. And it, the, the, the lads having the smoke outside are just, like, taking the piss. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, that's yeah. actually quite a funny it's scene. Like, oh, he loves you. <laughs> You're well in there. Um... Yeah, so I think it's around then that they that he kills Sarah. Sarah like, goes up to the room. She's looking for her boyfriend. Yeah. He was all dressed as the clown. She sees him, and then this is the bit like the interesting bit here because she uses her high heel as a weapon. Another yeah. trope in the, the like oh, just yeah. like in Dead Me. I, yeah. I had a thing about this. I was like, oh my god, it's happened again. Like because it's like another trope in Conor McMahon films where like. Um, one of the female characters uses her high heel as a weapon, so she like gets oh, him. I got it. We're gonna call it the Stiletto Trilogy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy. It's perfect. I love it. I like love it. Still, like we'll have to tweet uh, Conor McBride. It's like, is this the Stiletto trilogy? Where's the third one? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but like she gets him in the neck, and it doesn't. It, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't quite work. It so it doesn't hurt him at all. He pulls it out. Um, this one was brutal. Though. This oh, was she, like she. He's like trying to because it cuts down to like the scene where the other two are downstairs getting at it. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like this is like a yeah, bit uncomfortable. Between, yeah. Um, you know, and then he, she like runs away. So he like gets an umbrella and like yeah, it's his umbrella from his umbrella. Yeah, the, so he like start. throws it goes through the back of her skull, like and her eye pops out. Yeah, and like it's <coughs> it's really like weird stuff because the eye, like you can see the 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 retina like yeah. close in, and it, then it like she falls back. The you see the umbrella going through her head. Yeah, the eye falls off and drops into her mouth, and then the umbrella just like pops up, yeah, and pops then the up blood spurts everywhere. It's it's gruesome. Like the the, the people behind this probably mm. need medication themselves because this was some brutal stuff. Jesus, but um, so anyway, he he lets off the nose again, and this time the cat gets yeah. it, which is quite funny. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It's like I wonder how many lives you have. She starts beating the cat off everything. He just goes nine. <laughs> That was. I did laugh a little bit. I mean, yeah, it was funny, but it was also terrible. The poor cat. Obviously, like it was really fake looking cat. Um. So, like at this point, the the other fella who has like the camera, he's going out for like a cheeky smoke, smoke. Yeah. and then your your the clown gets him, and he was like, the guy that asked for the balloon. So he like uh, rips open his chest, like rips out his yeah, intestines, yeah. and like turns it into a balloon. <laughs> Which is brilliant. And brilliant. then, like, he blows him up with, like, a balloon thing and makes yeah, his he, head explode. Yeah, he tries explode. to run away and he trips over his own intestines. Oh, Jesus. And then and, uh, he makes his head blow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's pop like a balloon. And I, I I, swear now, I might cut this out, but uh, 
I think the makeup for that was done by the same guy who did the Danny Dyer stuff for Rubber Bandits. It looked exactly it looked like very similar. I, I have that down here. It's like it looks like the Rubber Bandits doing a thing at Danny Dyer. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it really looks like that. the same makeup that. artist. If you haven't seen it, uh, Rubber Bandits are a, a Limerick uh, musicians, yeah, and they do a lot of. of I don't think he likes the word comedy music, but it is like it, it was kind of like themes. about in kind of a rap thing. But they did like it was their TV show for Channel Four, which Conor yeah. McMahon I think did direct or edit, didn't he? I've no idea. Oh, he yes, he did have he, something to do with it. He, so, yeah, he I, I think it was him. No, I, I think that was the the. Well, he was definitely involved with the, the band guys. To everything, I think. Yeah, well, you know, he he he, he might have worked in a different capacity. I think this was one the one for Channel Four, but like yeah. they had like someone taking the piss out of Danny Dyer because they had a song called "Don't no, Danny Liar Liar Danny Dyer Put Him in a Headlock." He's, he's kind of a yeah British uh, television personality, I suppose. Would be uh, the best way. A Cockney, yeah, an actor. He's got like you know, all right, yeah, have it up, lads. But anyway, it's just that they had a. It looked exactly like him. It was it was just a, a weird connection that we found. <laughs> he looked a bit like Marty Morrissey at one point as well. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, so he explodes everywhere. Uh, then finally someone finds a dead body yep. the girl who uh, he had been taking photos of comes out oh the, the yeah um, and uh, she screams and, and everyone inside finally sees stitches and then he goes and chases uh, Kate inside yeah he climbs through the massive window yeah at this point everyone is seeing him yeah. he's, he's, forget subtlety and then the other two are hiding and then he goes up to uh, it's Vinny is in the bedroom with your one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, sorry, to... sorry. Vin, you know, you get Vinny has come down with Tom. He's Vinny goes upstairs. He obviously sees Sarah's corpse and comes down. And says, oh crap, we got to get out of here. So yeah, he goes yeah. back in to wake up your one, and then stitches is in the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, this is a very dodgy line, which is, I hope you're sixteen. Oh, that's thing. weird. And I, like, firstly, age of consent in Ireland is seventeen, not sixteen. And secondly, oh my god, that hasn't aged well. Ah, uh, well, obviously that was a bit of a joke with you, but it's, kill him. It's a bit of a joke, yeah, but still, particularly because he uses the old Ralph Harris line. Can you tell what it is yet yeah, as well? Yeah. It's like mm, you wouldn't do some of these today, you know. <laughs> well, look, I think Conor McMahon's definitely on the the edgier side of it. Oh no, I, I think it's fine. I just I, I don't think it took away from my thing. I just think that if you made this film today, you'd cut out bits of it. Possibly, um, yeah. Anywho, yeah. but um. So they manage to kind of get away, and they eventually, like, well, isn't it? Vinny runs off. Vinny uh, runs off, and, and he... actually, one part of the, the scene that really made me wretch a little bit was that someone had gotten sick into the sink. Oh god! And then Stitches pushes uh, Tom's head hey, into it. He's trying to drown him, him, him in the sink. Oh god, it's rotten. It's disgusting. Like, there's a bit where like, you, you can have see the camera... floating bits in. The, it's in like everything. It's like the camera's like in the bottom sink, and he's in there. You can see like bits of floating carrot. It's yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. disgusting. Oh my god! And then yeah, like they um, manage to get away. They kind of do they like push him over, or they stab him in the eye again? And yeah. he's, he's like, oh, deja vu. Um, <laughs> she's getting back up. Kate throws the knife. Oh, she gets the knife it, yeah. and she throws it and hits him right in the eye again after he gets hit in the face with the, the fridge door. Yeah, like he yeah. does the whole pose thing. Yeah, the cartoony. So then they get the, this bit is hilarious, they get the two bikes. His mother got him a bike for his yeah. birthday so they're to go down and he goes, we have to go to the graveyard destroy the egg. So he decides to follow on a little tricycle. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> just Ross Noble on a tricycle. Hilarious. The best bit is like where he's chasing them up the hill and he just can't get up the hill anymore because yeah, yeah. he just gets up and still carries the trike with him. Yeah. Yeah. The second tricycle we've had in two weeks now. So yeah, it's a. Oh, hopefully, it was, the next movie will have one as well. It was brilliant. So then they're going into the graveyard. They've knocked down the first gate. He, for some reason, is tightrope walking in. Yeah, on, I, a, on a power line, I assume. Yeah. And he falls off. But uh, he's he's searching around from there. They're hiding behind the gravestone. 
And, there's, uh, there's actually another little bit I like where they get to the second gate that's locked and oh, Kate yeah. instantly starts climbing it. But and, like, and then that's, that's Tom the just like pushes it open. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a callback because she had already walked through the, the side entrance while he was climbing over the wall. Exactly. So it's like they yeah. both did the same stupid thing twice. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. So then they're hiding behind the gravestones. And yeah. some of the angles, I'm like, how did he not see them? But, yeah, but, was, but then I was thinking, ah... Maybe. Because he can, because he's only got one eye. In that, he wouldn't. Yeah. As I checked the angles, he wouldn't have been able to see. He has no peripheral vision that side. Both. So I was like, "Oh, that's actually quite clever." Or maybe it's continuity, or I don't know. Probably a little bit from both. But uh, yeah, so he starts. Uh, Tom starts hiccuping, and so Kate kisses him to to stop it. Yep. This has been like a romantic subplot through the whole movie. We kind yep. of glossed over it when they were kids in the. She kisses him in the treehouse on the feet for his birthday, <laughs> and then her boyfriend is clearly. He's just kind of indifferent to her. I don't think he's... He doesn't seem like a bad person, he's strictly. He's self-obsessed, I think. He yeah. Like, oh, I'm best, a great musician and I play bass drum and whatever nonsense he's talking about. Soloing for like two hours yeah, or something. Yeah, some, some weird shit like, like that. He's a head groupie as well, which isn't the nicest thing to say to your presumably girlfriend. Yeah. But yeah, so they kiss and that stops his hiccups and uh, for some reason Stitches doesn't find them and so they were able to get into the, the round... Well, the Kate waits outside, kind of guarding, and then yeah, uselessly. Yeah, and then Tom runs in direction the whole time, and he like sees it, and then he's climbing up to get the egg, and then obviously he just comes in like he does, like the extendo punch into in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then like he's gonna say, which one of you am I gonna kill first to watch the make the other one watch it, and then Tom like sees Vinny has just yeah, he's finally come back. You know, and then he's like sneaking up behind him and he goes, like, flip a coin and you can decide. And he goes, that's pretty messed up, but all right then. <laughs> so he does and he like, throws it at him in the head and then Vinny has managed to tie his shoes together again, yeah. another callback. A bit and of poetry then, for you right there. And then he just um, falls kind of backwards and you think he's going to crush the, the egg. Yeah, yeah. But, but like he lands on his nose, nose and it's fine. Oh, but then God. Tom like jumps up and like sta- steps on the back of his head. He curves like it. he set Rollins curves yeah. on him. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Like just like oh, brilliant. And so then he like falling apart like an egg. Like he's yeah. bursting and there's yolk coming out and egg white. It's really weird. He just explodes everywhere. Really, yeah. it's really I've once never again seen like, like we said it at the start. For some reason, clowns are eggs now. But uh, it was pretty good to see. And then like you still get like part of his face, like a, yep. the egg shell is, is his skin. And uh, just part of his face is just, like lying there, mm. but they survive. Yeah, that's the main thing. Then is it then it jumps six months forward? It jumps six months forward then, and basically they're moving. Tom, sorry, they're moving out of the house, but he's up in the treehouse one last yeah. time with. Did you um, see a little uh, cross out for the cat? Yeah, that was that was <laughs> like, funny. Poor cat. Um, and as well as the other people who died brutally, including some of his closest friends. Well, like, they wouldn't be buried on his front lawn. Oh no, I wasn't suggesting. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting. I wasn't suggesting that, Stu. <laughs> Uh, well, some of them there wouldn't be enough to bury. Yeah, I true. mean they they actually have to like go off and I mean Jesus Christ, I mean Hoover up the guy whose head exploded. I, I was going to like talk about this at one point, but just like oh my god, they have to go and fish out like one of the people's oh, yeah, the heads, head. and then there's other who were like in like the poor fellow's either his intestines wherever his head is in bits. They're yeah. going to be fine, like bits of his it's skull be and a brain. Casket. Well, I mean think about like his parents when they're asked to identify these brutalized remains of their son I, I, this is the, the point i'm gonna go on a slight tangent now for a second about you know just the universe of this film for a second so right would there not be guards absolutely everywhere and you know that house is like a major crime scene wouldn't this make the news like nationally in ireland it's just like if one person died in a house party in this country like for any reason it would be like on the national oh, news yeah, of course. It'd be like the first thing on the national news but it's been if, six months rob 
I just like, I, oh, like I don't think they were take, paying too much attention. Oh no, I'm just saying like this would have been crazy. Like, and there's no way like the clowns like at the end, it's like oh, they're trying to revive him again because like his his wife is there like giving your man. A yeah, little, yeah, that that was a, the, a weird, weird ending. Giving a little bit of a you know what to um you know the other clown to reconstruct the egg. And it looks like they do at the end. Um, yeah, so there's possibility of a sequel. But, I like, don't know surely, if there is a will, surely, like but. if he died there they would have found some evidence of his body or something and they sure the well, guards would have big load of eggshell well yeah but stuff. I mean if they found them in like it, I presumably like they had mobile phones like rang at the gravers like you need to get the guards here a bunch of people are dead and scared like, but the thing is everyone at the party saw the clown so it's not like everyone was high and crazy yeah it, it's, you know. it's going to be one hell of an explanation but I I don't think they planned that far ahead. I'm just saying, like, but but that's anyway. It's just like, oh, it's grand for the two of them, apart from Vinny, who's not seen, and the rest of your friends who were dying, and, you know, your life is... Because, yeah. like, the first time traumatised you a lot, wouldn't this traumatise you more? But anyway. Um, there's another little point I'd like to make. Um, what do you think about the concept that um, basically Stitches is the bad guy here, but he's bad and he's English, where everyone else is Irish in Ireland? Having the English guy as the bad person is like a sort of little thing. Um, I don't think I, I, I thought too much into it. I think yep. we've already done a lot of uh, of deep cultural context and shit in this movie with our yeah seven deadly sins and whatnot. <laughs> oh no, I I just think it's kind of an interesting thing that the bad, the main kind of bad guy who's evil comes back from literally the grave is hunting down and killing people. It happens to be English and the rest of them are Irish. I think it's like at least maybe a little subtle thing. I think ultimately they got whatever they... I mean, potentially, but anyway. as I said before, they were trying to get the likes of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I know Canada, that. So they would have been an American yeah. in that case. I, I, just, I, I just kind of noted that and kind of yeah. was like, maybe... It's a little subtle thing, yeah. but I don't know. One but thing I really enjoyed, enough. though, is having the uh, the goof track over the ending. Yeah, I haven't I, seen one of those I in years. That. Just having Eddie, you know, the, the, the little goofs that happen on set being uh, played while they have all the credits rolling. It's fantastic. They have like it's the type of thing they used to do in like Jackie Chan movies and stuff, and it's just it's lovely to see, especially after you've seen a bunch of people being brutally murdered. Something that's a little more lighthearted. Well, because like, I think like Ross Noble looked like he would have been great crack and set, as oh, we yeah, said earlier. Yeah. Like he just is such a funny guy. There's a behind the scenes movie for this. It would be oh, hilarious. If we get like a the, like the DVD collector's edition or something. I presume yeah. one exists. Uh, it was a little bit hard to find. It was on Amazon in the end, so that's yeah. fine. But um, yeah, I mean overall. There you go. So, yeah, see, what do we get to our opinions? Crock of gold for I, me. Crock of gold for me. Hilarious. We, we've overanalyzed this way more than we have any other movie. we found religious references. we found references to Satan. Uh, it's it, it's a big movie, and they do a really good job with it. I really, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. Would recommend. Uh, it reminds me, the only other film I can think of is kind of a similar genre with, like, kind of romance kids and everything else and I can't remember what this is called but it one of the guys from Skins was in it uh, was like a this kind of concept but with werewolves instead of evil clowns I can't remember what it's called but anyway the one of the action father Ted Ben Keaton who I know quite oh. well played a priest in this film oh, yes, <laughs> you, you know what I mean yeah but it, it was about the same time as well so it's very much of the same similar kind of vein to this but anyway yeah but uh, really, really enjoyed it. I yeah, gotta say, definitely give it a watch if you haven't. Um, this definitely grew on me quite a lot. Like just when it got to like the PE scenes, I was like, "This is perfect." Then Cal's car is like, "I'm, I'm, I am invested." Because when you think about it, the film is like halfway through before the clown even comes back. Yeah, and it, it it's not a long, long tension with it. Yeah, it's not a long film either. But you, you kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. But they actually hold off a lot longer than you think. And the, the, I really enjoyed that. The most glowing review I can say 
is it was another occasion where I was doing a lot of watching and not a lot of writing. So yeah. I didn't have a lot of notes because I, I was just getting so engrossed in watching the movie that I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I have to write this stuff down. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it. Like, say again, like Conor McMahon, he did direct this, edit this, uh, written this, also starred in it as we discussed. Yes. Um, Jesus, like, this was really, really well done. I really got it. I love the writing, the callbacks. If that Seven Deadly Sins thing is true that we kind of worked out. I, I'm pretty sure it must be. That, that was very, very well done. Um, I love this film. Uh, really would recommend watches if you're a horror fan even a comedy fan it's just brilliant I think Ross Noble was fantastic in it um, I think all the acting was very good in it I gotta say I, there, there wasn't any kind of bad acting or anything because I think this might have been some of these some of the actors kind of maybe their first kind of proper film with yeah, this budget yeah. or something like that it was from what I saw on IMDb <clears throat> but it was very but I gotta say there, was, there wasn't any kind of egregiously bad acting or anything I thought like no, everyone I, I think everyone did a really good job I, I think maybe I don't have Brought down to Con- Connor's direction, um, or even just being maybe the tips of Ross Noble or, or uh, Tom's character, Tom's actor rather. But uh, yeah, I really think this was a very very good film. Didn't get as enough praise as it did at the time it came yeah, out. It's, or it's really money. sad to see that mm. it made so little. But hopefully, in years <laughs> to come, because of our little podcast, it might become a, a cult classic and uh, make its money back in I, sales. I, I will contribute money for the sequel. <laughs> I will, like, you just give me, like, a, a cameo role. If you could have the two of us as, like, you know, radio hosts, like, talking, like, no, about the be, traffic. Uh, we have to be Carl's kids. Oh, God. Is... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so happy. <laughs> anyway, uh, next week, we're going to watch uh, another air tower movie called Rawhead Rex. Ooh. Which uh, I've read very little about, but it looks kind of insane. So we'll see what happens then. I'm looking forward to it already. Um, I will say, like, Stu doesn't always tell me what the next thing is until the end of the podcast. So it is... It's a bit I, of a surprise for me. I've already said, like, I don't want to know what the... Unless it's something I have to research for, like, the Uniquely Irish at yeah. the start or for what's next. I like being surprised because I think it just gives more of a an honest response to it. It yeah. can kind of work out better, but um, I'm looking forward to it. So this is really good. So hopefully we'll have the the new audio stuff ready for next time. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully this sounds okay. Um, unless we have to redo it. <laughs> we won't. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, as always, tell a friend if you like this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, that's some wonderful feedback off someone. You know who you are. Uh, it gave us a little bit of technical help this week, so thank you. It's nice that you listen to it on your on your, your morning walks. Um, and thanks for everyone that's helped us out, in particular to Sean and Will, who gave us a bit of technical help here and also gave us some new gear that we're hopefully going to yeah. get sort set up. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, guys, for for listening to us. Uh, like I said, tell your friend, recommend us. You can follow us at uh, BlarneyPod on Twitter or give us an email at TalkingBlarneyPod at gmail.com. We read everything that's sent in. We have a bunch of films coming up. Up, uh, after our October Scarathon yeah. that will be from recommendations from everyone so for me it's goodbye see you next week everyone hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 